Hello, hello, and a warm welcome to Season 4, Episode 6 of The Point 99 Podcast, with me, your host, Mr. Steve Runs. I hope you've had a fantastic week since Episode 5 was released. I know I have. It does feel like an age since I recorded that one, though, seeing as it was so early last week so that I could fit life in and around it. I mentioned it in the Instagram stories that I hope that the episode doesn't disappoint after all the hype it got once the guest was announced, to which the guest came back with a, oh, don't say that. Honestly, I'm more worried about me not doing this man justice more than anything else. Anyway, it felt like a brilliant chat with perhaps only one slightly iffy question transition. The chat felt a little bit brief at the time, but I think that's because it felt so comfortable. And as they say, time flies when you're having fun. So we can always have him back in the future for a deep dive if there is a desire from you guys. What is the Point 99 podcast though? For those who are unfamiliar with or new to the show, the Point 99 podcast is a running podcast for all runners of all abilities the everyday runner out there, ignoring the fact it's mostly been ultra runners we've had on recently. If you're new to running, we hope to have guests, topics and discussions that will help you along whatever path your journey is taking. For any seasoned runners or listeners, maybe we'll have some stories that will have you empathising with our experiences and predicaments. If it's lessons we've learned during our own journeys, embarrassing stories or heartstring pulling moments. We hope you'll stick with us while we try share some good vibes, motivation and positivity and hopefully we can have a laugh along the way. Kicking things off we have my running. After I recorded episode 5 the running took a bit of a hiatus clocking up 18 kilometers over the course of the week which is well below my average. It was nice to take more of a relaxed approach with it all as it let me enjoy the social aspects of life, do some parkrun volunteering with the camera and prepare for a ramp in activity this week. The Inverness half is just over one week away so it's all about being ready for that. Sadly, there won't be a medal Monday the day after Inverness as the delivery of the race tees and medals has been delayed by the diversion caused by the Houthi rebel attacks on shipping. Not to speak ill of a local event, but I think that's pretty poor planning. Those attacks have been going on for months now and the half has been sold out for months as well. So shouldn't the order have gone in well in advance? Regardless of the reason, all competitors of the half and 5k distance will get it all posted out to them. But that ties in nicely with this week's question. Regular listener and my big cousin Gems put this one to me after a chat she had with her early morning running group. The question was, with the price of event entry going up year on year, would you consider sacrificing a goodie bag? finisher's t-shirt or even the medal to secure a cheaper entry. Maybe even all of the above. I'm pretty sure I've put that question several different ways now. The response was faded as I suspected it would be though. I'll start things off with my previous co-host and bearded beauty runner man Steve. Steve said medal no. T Yes, some 10Ks are nearly £50. I 100% agree with that £50 is a bit of a pill to swallow if you're like me and run 10K every other day just casually. TJ, of course the one and only I run for shirts and medals, response was like her handle would have you imagine it would be. Certainly not. She does say that the goodie bags do tend to be a little bit lame though, so there's a little bit of interest there. My wee Turkish pal Giz on the run says it's a nope from her as she loves the bling. 
Episode 3 guest Nick Knack Mara runs. Nikki Sheridan simply put yes with a super smiley emoji. Nikki was here, there and everywhere last year, so it would be a saving to her hip pocket. Elaine Runs82 has a similar take on it as to myself. She says she loves a race tea, but would forgo it for the big races, which are super expensive now. Like myself, she needs the medal though. Another previous guest here, Chris Runs A Lap. Chris Evans simply put the 100 emoji. TS Runs Thomas Stewart says that you can keep the tea, etc. But medals are memories. Man after my own heart here. There's nothing quite like digging the medals out and reminiscing about an event. Besides, what would you dig out to show people when they come round for a cuppa if you didn't have the medals? We're back at it with another previous guest, this time Big Bob Buttle. Bob's take on it all depends on the race. There's no chance he's giving up a major marathon medal, for example. Too right, Bob, you pay enough for the most of those events in the first place. I'm not sure losing the medal off the entry would save much money anyway. Regular listener and responder to the weekly question, James McQuillan says it's a 100% yes, he'd be happy with just a medal. Stuart runs a lot, that he does, is up next. His take is that he would forgo the medal and tea for 5 and 10k, but only the tea for anything, half marathon and up. Exactly, I think Stuart's got it bang on there and having seen his progress recently the shorter distances are more about a time trial than medals and memorabilia it's about pushing your limits we're jumping over to the dms for the final few responses here the poster boy of the newton roadrunners ab mccracken slid into the dms to say that he needs the tea and the medal For one, Medal Monday is the best day of the week. Well, I'll give him that. As for the tea, if he's run a half or full marathon, he needs the tea to let people know what he's run. If he's run a marathon, the world needs to know about it. Well, I can wholeheartedly agree with AB here, with a mix of what Stuart said in the previous response. Marathons are a must for the tea and the medal because regardless of how many marathons you've run, They're still hard and people need to know you're an absolute warrior for doing them. Finally, unless I've missed anyone, I hope not, we have Steph Runs Miles. Steph says that she loves collecting things so she enjoys picking up the medals and mementos. She's not fussed about the t-shirts or the other bits and bobs. Races and events are getting more expensive but she understands why. Everyone's situation is different, but she personally weighs up how much she wants the challenge, logistics, etc. And if she feels it's too expensive, she just won't enter. But if it means it was cheaper and she could afford it, but she wouldn't get a medal at the end, she doesn't think that she could be persuaded. The medal must be the tipping point. I think Steph summed it all up perfectly. It does ultimately come down to personal preference and situation. But for many runners like myself who need an event to really push themselves, but who otherwise run 5, 10 or even half marathon distance for fun, then forgo the fluff for a cheaper entry. It could help us hit more events and challenge ourselves in other ways rather than just with distance. I've got slightly more community to cover before we get over to the guest. These shouldn't take too long though. Firstly, a big shout out to Nikki Sheridan for including the podcast logo on her John Muir Way custom t-shirt. Nikki reached out several weeks ago to ask if she could include us on her shirt as she feels we've helped her to the start line and through some challenging runs. Of course, I was always going to say yes. It's also an extra Brucey bonus that the colour she chose for the finished article 
is also very similar to our own color, vibrant orange with black and white text. It's a beauty. Plus, I'm honored to have the branding placed alongside our good pal Ryan Miller and their Press Play and Run Podcasts logo. Last one before we slide into the guest chat and its community races. Back once again to regular listener and responder to the questions, James McQuillan. James saw a 1 minute 20 second drop in his park run and I'm assuming overall 5k PB as he took a 18 minute and 20 second finish at Strathclyde Park. That's one hell of a time there, man. I really need to get my backside down to Strathclyde as it looks like a flat and fast course. No races for Runnerman Steve, but he does have a 10k time trial or did have a 10k time trial last night. Since I'm recording on Wednesday and I'm not psychic, I can't tell you how he got on with that one just yet. A similar story for Stuart Runs A Lot that he does. No racing, but it was the Press Play and Run podcast long run on Sunday. That long run that Ryan puts on alongside the help from the valuable members of the community is looking really great and certainly a worthwhile event to get yourself along to if you're in the Glasgow area. There was, however, a race at the weekend, north of the border for that matter as well, being the Blast Innocent Half Marathon in South Queens Ferry. Gary B. Runs Perth was there and said, although it was a tough, hilly route, he was chuffed with his one hour, 44 minute and five second time. A great run and a great event. A tasty time you got there, Gary. Well done, my man. The poster boy of Scottish running and the Newton Roadrunners was down at the same event, A.B. McCracken. This speedster bagged himself a cracking ninth place finish and a one hour, 24 minute finishing time. I know AB is rapid, but I can't help but think that those super sexy orange nikes he had on might have had something to do with it as well. Finally, we have the man of the hour, this week's guest, who was side by side with AB for some post-race model shots in their Newton Roadrunners attire. After a cracking PB in the heat of Seville, alongside a good bit of chafe as well, Jace, the Edinburgh runner, was at it again, scoring another PB at the Innocent Half. A belting one hour, 30 minutes and 22 seconds. Now, the route profile did look extremely tough and as Gary B said, very hilly. So there's no doubt Jace has a sub one hour 30 in him just waiting to get unleashed. But let's find out more about not only the Blast Innocent Half, but much, much more with the very man. I'll let the interview intro do the talking as we welcome Jason Wood, the Edinburgh runner, to the show. Today, I have probably the nicest and most supportive member of the running community that I've had the pleasure of encountering and meeting so far joining me in the hot seat. He may look as mean as one of the Mitchell brothers from down the East End, but in reality, he's a light-hearted, pragmatic pussycat who will bring a smile to your face on the most glum of days or bring you back with wise words of wisdom. His running, as with his Instagram account, have been going from strength to strength, with his profile documenting his constant physical improvements, personal records, but most importantly, inspiring honesty kindness and willingness to go that extra mile to support the community that is so close to his heart. This guy has also had a few partnerships come his way of late, including being selected as a Kylo in the Wild ambassador alongside myself. So I'm looking forward to the possibilities that might bring, especially if it means there's an opportunity to team up and get social in person. So please join me in welcoming the man I keep referring to as my follically challenged friend, it's the one and only Edinburgh runner, Jason Wood. How's it going, Jace? Good, mate. I'm going to get you to write my Tinder profile. <laughs> you don't know how long these take, honestly. It's a lot of stress and a lot of hair pulling. I'm surprised I don't have as little hair as you do at this point. 
Aerodynamics, I actually said that to Patrick earlier on. It's aerodynamics that get the speed that we were discussing his um his race yesterday in Vegas. And his think, race looked really good. He was very jealous, very jealous. I mean, I mean he did get the t-shirt on for me, so uh, underneath the Vegas lights that looked that looked great. Some life, some life being able to have that as a, a race on your no, not on your doorstep, obviously. <sighs> in American terms, it is on his doorstep, isn't it? But you've um you had a bit of a race this weekend yourself, though. Um, I guess that's the bestest place of any to start off with, but a fantastic performance, another half marathon and another PB. So that's back-to-back events. Um, it's all the more epic, though. I think we, we covered this just, just before we set record. Um, that was a tough-looking course profile, but it is one step closer to a sub-130. How are legs feeling today? And you must be super confident that come a flat route, you're going to be flying past that marker. The the legs are sore. That's a definite. Um, I've been horizontal on the couch all day. Um, I I'm 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 no. I think last year I was kind of focused on getting that sub one thirty too much, and I yes. was end up getting further away from it. I think now the fact I'm just my, my main aim in races is to finish strong, and that's why I'm getting closer and closer to it because I'm pacing myself better, obviously. Um, so that was twenty eight seconds I took off yesterday from Seville at the end of January. So going the right direction, especially that um, the, the route profile and the elevation on it. But obviously, uh, it was good with the, the downhill. Sorry, mm. being able to open the legs up and, and get a bit of pace in, in the middle of the race. So no, it was really good, really enjoyable day. Great route, um, great weather. And just a lovely day, to be honest. Great company as well. You had the big man there with you. I mean, it did, as much as it looked tough, like you say, if you have to go up, you've got to come down. And especially on the uphill, you probably had that opportunity to pace yourself that little bit better, just catch your breath before you went down again. It's so destroying when you've got people just jogging past you on the the uphills when you're the size of me. But... Nah, it was it was good because it, it, it did. I think everybody you could see people were finding it tough, and there was maybe a group of five or six of us running together, um, and it kept on bike, you know, passing each other on the, the ups and the downs and whatnot. So it was good. And then uh, I got I got done at the at the sprint finish line by a guy that I thought I'd I'd actually beat. Um, so it just showed, <laughs> just goes to show you, um, didn't didn't assume anything is is in the bag. It's it's pretty good though, especially with Seville as well, because you weren't that well more recently. You've you kind of struggled a little bit with um, just the seasonal sort of plagues that are going around, and you struggled to come back. So I mean, you've done phenomenally well in a short space of time to get your fitness back up again. Um, have you got your eyes set on a, on another half marathon PB before you start getting into the chunk of the year? No, I've not got anything, any other half marathons booked just now. I think the next one that I probably would do would be the Great North Run. Uh, I mean, <clears throat> last year I, I did probably book too much, and I think that impacted my ability to get higher mileage in over the course of the year. Obviously, mm-hmm. you know, if I'm doing a 10k race on a Sunday, I can't go out and do a long run type thing. So that's yeah, yeah. I'm trying to more focus towards higher mileage, build the base, and then obviously the, the, the end goal of this year is Glasgow to Edinburgh. So I need to try and tie it in all, you know, to effectively peak coming into coming into that race. So that's why at the moment I'm quite happy to do a couple of half marathons. And then obviously I think we'll cover it, but we've got John Your Way in two weeks and then or maybe a week by the time this comes out, sorry. And then the twenty one fourth the week after that. So obviously they are getting to the the ultra distance and a thirty K. So um I'll, I'll probably move away for the half marathon stuff for the time being. It's a long old road. Long old road. Looking forward to it though. Um, let's go back to like the beginnings of where Jace started out though. Um, you've shared a few bits and pieces more recently, kind of his- historical photos from nights out and, and bits and pieces, but you've always been from those photos, a physically fit sort of guy, or at least from the looks of it. Certainly from our discussions in the DMs and stuff, there's been a few hiccups along the way. Um, but from a young age, you've kind of been into fitness in one shape or form. Can you give a timeline of your involvement with fitness, whether it's being a gym goer, football player, and ultimately how it's all progressed to the point you're at just now with running? I mean, include as much as you want or, or as little as you want. I know you're pretty open book, as you've, you've said beforehand. So, um, yeah, if you could give us some background into how it all began for you. Uh, my background, just completely football. Completely football, um, all the way through uh, primary school, 
high school. I left school and actually signed for St Johnston. Um, wow. Didn't stay there very long. I, I just didn't like the, the environment that was in. Um, I wanted to enjoy my football, not be what I was kind of getting when I was up there full time. It was it just it wasn't enjoyable. So I kind of took a step back for me to play my pals again. Um, I played a fairly decent level in my twenties and stuff like that, um, locally in Edinburgh, um, and then stopped playing at thirty four. I think um, by that time that I, like I do have struggles with my weight. I, I mm-hmm. fluctuate massively. I can either go down for like twelve stone or I can be 16, 17 stone. Yeah. Um, I've been both ends of that scale over the last ten years, a few times probably. Um, but now is probably the the easiest I'm finding it because of the running to to kind of keep it where, where I want it to be. Um, when I was when I finished playing football, I'd never done anything for I don't know maybe three years, nothing at all of no even the gym. Um, and then it was kind of it wasn't even you know you ever hear everybody say within lockdown they they done this and they and they started doing yeah, it. Yeah, most people. <clears throat> I was complete opposite. Um, in lockdown. I just, I probably, I was doing things I shouldn't have been doing, um, living the wrong way and putting a fair bit of weight. And then I think it was January 2022, it would have been, I think, I managed to go and get a park run done. And that was the start of the running for me. Um, And ever since then, it was just, it it started with a method to lose weight. Mm. And then, you know, the more and more I got into it and I started realising, oh, actually, you know, you enjoy this. Then I started taking it a bit more serious with, you know, my pacing and actually looking at myself and going, oh, right, you can get this time. And then I think I got addicted to the the PBs. Obviously, yeah. when you start running, you're going to, you, you know, you're going to get the times tumbling down on, on most of the distances. Um, but I, that's that's pretty much it, football. Um, the gym's always been there. Um, mm. it's, it's not something that, I'm not one of these guys that goes to the gym every, you know, three times a week, every week, every year. Like I'll go through stages of um, enjoying it, and I'll just other times I'll, I'll just come away from it and I'll, I'll stick to the running or football or, or whatever it was that I'm doing at that time. But um, predominantly now is the running um, with all two gym sessions chucked in there. More so doing kind of mobility stuff at the moment because obviously I'm not getting any younger, and I feel that's going to be the most beneficial for the ultra you know, the ultra races coming up, that it's yeah. definitely going to be something. I've seen Gary talk about that um, in terms of how much it benefits him and it's something that I took away from a couple of conversations I had with him about that, about how important that is. I bet the idea of yoga and stretching and all that sort of stuff was a million miles away from your mindset when you were doing football. Oh, definitely, definitely. Um, it's uh, the, only, the only reason I used to stretch is so I didn't have to run about in the warm-up before. Uh, <laughs> everybody used to slag me on my pals, basically. So you're only stretching so you don't have to warm up. Well, pretty much it was the case. That's but, pretty awesome, though. Like, I mean, it's, it's you hear so often now in a lot of the interviews on all the different podcasts that it's it's lockdown running. Um, but for you, it's, it's really been the bug that's bitten you during a park run, which is probably more of the story that came for people before COVID was a thing. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty positive to hear that park runs still hitting a few people in the right spot. We uh, we first connected though, and, and and last year, twelve months ago, a bit of a weird transition. This, but stick with me. Uh, so we we met in 12 months ago at the Inverness Half Marathon. So I thought that was your first race. You've corrected me uh, in the pre, pre-recording pre chat. Um, you've done a few things. You've ticked off so many events in the last 12 months, though. And I was wanting to know what your highlights have been so far. And it doesn't just have to be events. If you've got like a, a park run, because it's been that, that's what's given you that, that bug bittenness for running, what have you been been your highlights in the last twelve months? My highlights probably probably haven't even been an actual race, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's the community. I, I think it's yeah. it's finding all these friendships and connections, and you know, going to these runs on a Monday night to have pizza with a few people. Uh, you know, it's there to be things that I, I like. Obviously, the PBs and that, and the traveling, going to Seville, Ibiza. Um, these are things that I never thought. In my life, I would be going to Ibiza to go and run. It's yeah. just, it's not something I ever thought that me personally would be able to do. Um, 
I think I'd say I'd, I made a conversation with Ryan about um, the, the pictures of my phone when I was doing my, my yearly deal at the end of last year. I never had any pictures of anybody up until May last year. And then I think we obviously met at Edinburgh Marathon as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And from then forward, all, all my camera roll is just pictures and videos of all the community, at all these different events and um, meetups and stuff like that. And that for me is the, the highlight of this <clears throat> uh, in terms of what I found. And obviously I had that with football, I had like, you know, the changing room aspect of football and you know, your pals, you've got the pub after it. Um, and that's probably something, what I, it's probably what I miss more than anything from football around, you know, I, I don't miss playing at all. So it's like a different life for me now. Um, yeah. I don't miss it at all. But the one thing that gets me excited is like, oh, you're going to go, even yesterday, like I knew I was going with AB, but I never knew who else was going. Mm. who you might see and it's they're the kind of things that I enjoy getting getting to these races seeing people before and after and obviously the running in the middle it's good as well but bumping into people that A you might know or but they might also know you from your Instagram yeah. profile as well yeah. I was hoping you were going to go that way when you mentioned Parkrun because Parkrun is such a, a big social carrier for a lot of people it's the community for, for many people on a Saturday that's the, that's their thing and that's what gets them going but I know that the community means quite a lot to you. Um, I'm actually going to jump on to a, a question I had further on then, because it is, I think anyone that follows you, is it's obvious to, to see that you're a social butterfly when it comes to the community and you get real stuck in with it. You're, you're always in DMs, you're always in comments, kind of um, giving people a pat on the back or lifting them up. Bounce around quite a lot from either whether it's chatting or whether it's uh, in person, like you, you, you just appeared at the, the Loch Ness 24 last year, you <laughs> drove up and just saw us for an, but I think it was even as short as like half an hour, an hour. And then you were back down the road again. How do you manage to fit it all in? Um, but then I'm also going to caveat that. So if you, if you think about that part, I'm going to caveat it here as well, because um, there is a particular picture that is community centric um i suppose that it hits so hard whether you know the story behind it or not and i was hoping you would give a little bit more description on it as well and that was from personal best previous guest at the great north run last year and i know a little bit of the story behind it but not obviously the full story and it's just you and, and al walking hand in hand at the great north run so you give a little bit of context in that as well but firstly how do you manage to stay so social uh, when I struggle sometimes just to answer a single comment in like a space of a couple of hours. I, I think personally for me, it's, I know, see if, if, if somebody comes into my DMs and, or they, they can see maybe that you're, you know, had a bad day or mm. you've had a bad race and somebody just comes to you and asks you, how you are? All right. How are you? Something simple as that. Can allow somebody to open up, bend their feelings and feel better. Yeah. And that's that to me is something as simple as you know somebody posting something and just saying well done. That that will mean something to somebody because they wouldn't be posting it otherwise. Like mm-hmm. that's the way that I look at these things. That people want to share their achievements with people and they, they want a pat on the back. It's, it's human nature. It's natural. And I think giving that to people, especially in the community, where we all want that same thing. We all want the good runs. We all want the the PBs. But on the other side of that, when you have the bad runs, you also want picked up a bit. Yeah. So it's not hard. You know, it's not a hard thing to do for people, um, especially when everybody's got all the same common interests and and things. And you know, I can probably count maybe now ten people that I talk to and maybe oh, every day, every second day basis now within the community via WhatsApp, Instagram, however that that might be. And that's the the common thing is everybody just wants each other to do well. Mm. And and that's that's what I love about the most. In terms of in terms of the the big Al thing, um, I'd start end up starting away at the back. I'd got somebody's bib, so I was in the in the pink pen, and Al had been. I don't know what pen he was in, but obviously he was uh, an ambassador. So yeah, he was a special up, pen. Yeah. yeah. So he started up a bit in front of me, so I knew at some point that I'd probably end up, you know, like catch up on him, and he's obviously not very hard to miss. No. Um, so. Um, sorry, it's hard to miss. Um, so I, I basically I'd seen him and I, I could see he was started walking. And I, what you didn't see in, in the picture, I'd actually slapped his bum. <laughs> <laughs> I slapped his bum. I said, "Are you alright, big man?" And he said, "I was something along the I'm struggling, Jason. I'm struggling." So I just walked on for maybe about I don't know twenty meters, mate. Twenty meters. Just how the way you were doing. I said, "Keep going. You're doing well." 
you know, if you need to walk for a bit, walk for a bit and then off a toddle. But again, conversations that I've had with Al, and that doesn't mean like me doing that personally, it's a massive thing to him. It could have been anybody doing that. But that we interaction perked him up and it meant from what he's told me a lot to him, even though, you know, it was just a 10, 15 second, if anything. And that goes back to the first point about being in comments, being in DMs and things like that. Like, and it's by the way, it's not a one way street that I do it for everybody. I get it for people as well, obviously. Yeah. So it's 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 definitely it's definitely something that I, I would always do. But I'd always want to be doing that for people. That fifteen seconds with Al when he's in the pain cave probably felt more like fifteen minutes. And lifted him up. I I know from uh personal experience, um stuff away from running, I've been able to talk to you about it. And mm-hmm. I've spoken to other people like Ian, um, run, runs and cycles, and and, and uh, uh, even I think there was one other or two others as well. And it's it's opening up to people who you can see the green light are on, and you know that you can speak to them. And it's things that you think I'm on my own here, but in reality, it's subjects that other people have gone through as well. Yeah. And you've been there for me, and as I say, so so other people, um. But everything you said there, it's it's where connections transcend the screen to actual friendships where you're you have these 10 people or 10, 15 people who you're talking to most days or most other days. The only thing I suppose I I've got that with with running. I've got that with let's say Lee or or a few other people that I, I similar to yourself will speak to on a regular basis. But the, the most I can get that or closest I can get to that is my gaming community is people that I met online. They're just names on screens. They're just people that you've just built up a rapport with. And eventually they're at your wedding. They're at big, big events for you in your life. And I mean, that's pretty awesome that that's, especially in a short space of time in the last year for yourself, that's, that's become a reality. Yeah. And and that's like this is now now my firmly my my social circle. It's yeah. it's not um, you know I've I've I have obviously got my, my group of pals that I, you know went to school with and stuff like that. But I, I don't really see them. You know everybody's married, got kids, whatnot, and they still maybe go and play football or they go and watch football with with, with their sons and stuff like that at the weekend and go to the games. Whereas I've got Georgie, we don't I don't take her to football or anything like that. And so now the running is my actual friendship group um, and it's I, I wouldn't change it I, I wouldn't change it for anything now if anything I, I'd spoke about this to one of my friends yesterday who was also doing the, the half marathon like how good it would, it would it have been if at 25 for example I started mm. running you know what what things would have been able to have done by this point um, what achievements would you have been able to make and it's you could look back and say anything but yeah, it's maybes of life, yeah, though, isn't yeah. it? But we're here now, and that and that's it. And that's like I love the fact that you know I've got the page that, and now now these people just aren't faces on Instagram. They're actually yeah. like people in my life that I can pick up the phone to and and speak to, or fire a quick message to, or do you want to go to run at the weekend? You know what I mean? It's 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 good. It's it's really good. And you're now, as you say, it's, it's the pizza, it's the running the pizza group sort of thing, and also being a member of a club now as well, where you're yeah. you're actually meeting up with these people on a regular basis, and you get a laugh and you get a run, and it's the two the kind of two main parts of your life really, other than work and Georgie and and it, and kind of the other uh, peripheral parts. These are the biggest parts of your life. Um, I think in terms of joining joining the club, that was probably the last step in terms of taking it. To mirror the football, yeah. in terms of feeling for, part of a club, getting get you getting your vest on, you get your strip on. It's effectively the same thing. Yeah, um, and running for yourself, but running for your club also representing something. Um, so that I'm glad I took that that step of doing that. Obviously, I, I'm in Edinburgh. The club's in Glasgow, so I don't go to the training sessions as much, but I do still see everybody when I go to the park runs at Strathclyde and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you're kind of worried about um, joining a club. Yeah. But, I would even say for even see like the Newton WhatsApp chat. I love it. Like it's it's like at the weekend it just comes alive with all the park runs, everybody's achievements and stuff like that. And again, it's going back to being in people's DMs and whatnot on Instagram. But when you join your club, you're actually going to get the sense of that 
you know, and, and WhatsApp and seeing everybody's pictures and PVs or, or where they've even travelled to for mm. the, the bit park run tourism. Um, so it would be something I would definitely say to anybody to to give it a go. And whatever guys that is, i.e. if you go to free training sessions a week or if you just get a vest and represent uh, events, um, you'll definitely get something out of it. It's certainly something I would like to like to think I could overcome this year. Um, because no matter how social I seem on the podcast and on Instagram, I am still quite a, a shy sort of retiring person. And I always have been. Um, we don't have that many clubs up here. And it's trying to get along to one where I know someone. And you've got your Harriers and Inverness. They're like a mix of ranges. So the people I'd be, go- I'd be going with, they would likely be you're really fast guys. And then you've got your kind of your second group, your slightly older people who are maybe a bit too slow for me. So it's like, do I go to that? Well, to kind of commit to go into Inverness all the time, even though I'm working there, can I be bothered? The next nearest club is just a couple of towns along. Again, it's mostly aimed for kids. So there's an adults group, but I don't know anyone there. I, I, I know them to pass them, but I don't really know them to speak to them. And then again, the next one is, is up in Thurso. So it's, it's trying to find one that, I would be comfortable to go to. And I think for me, it has to be one where I at least know a couple of faces to begin with. I get that. Um, Because it is is that idea of, as as social as I am and as outgoing as I can be, I'm still really introverted at times. But hopefully this year we'll overcome that. Because I've seen the big difference it's made for, for not only yourself, but the likes of Ryan and Stu it's made such a big difference to your PBs and your discipline and, and just your overall running. Um, it kind of leads me into what I've kind of passed over here on the questions I jumped. You've made some massive strides with your running in the past few months, um, whether it's with the club or whether it's away from it, but you're kind of been moving away slightly from the PB chasing in the shorter distances in favor of the ultra chasing club membership card. Yeah. Uh, you've already tried your hand at ultras, yeah. um, but you're really committing to the lifestyle this time around. Is it really part of just pushing, pushing yourself and your physical boundaries, or is it more that you've got caught up with that whole community loving of the category as well? Uh, for me, it's the, it's the mental aspect. Okay. It's, definitely, it's definitely the mental aspect of it. It, it, you've got the two parts of it, obviously. You've got the, the discipline that goes before it in terms of your mileage, your training, and mm-hmm. then you get to race day, the actual mental test of at 30k, 40k, saying, I need to keep going here, or you know, f- just breaking it down to 1k's or a 5k chunk or whatever, whatever you, you need that to be. That's what I find when I done run the blades. I found I loved that, and I, I hadn't trained properly for that either. Um, I, you know, I managed to get through it, and I had a decent time. Um, but when I looked at that at the end, I was like, I've never actually trained for that properly here. And what yeah. if I did? So that's why this year it's it's mainly ultra based with the the you know the training geared towards that. Initially I'm training for the, the Denver Marathon, that's the proper training at the moment that's going on. Um but after that then I'll fully focus into like, you know, a much, much higher runs and stuff like that. Um but it's the thought of doing Glasgow Edinburgh scares me, but also, the thought of finishing it, it just brings a smile on my face and thinking how good how good a feeling is that going to be? Um, crossing the line there, the, the finish line's basically at my house and my, my flat overlooks the the football pitch that it finishes on. So that to me just makes it perfect that I can hopefully finish it and then, you know, be there hopefully friends and family, etc. Um, down there to support and things. So it's, it's something that is, what's that now, eight months away still? But that'll fly him, uh, and I'm looking forward to the the, the kind of the journey with the few ultras, Loch Ness 24, things like that, to hopefully see me in good stead when we get to Glasgow, Edinburgh. So with with the marathon first, have you got anything in mind time wise, or is it just just to go for the social outing and just see how it goes, especially depending on what the weather does? Beat last year. I've got <laughs> I've got a time. I'm not saying it though. Um, well, let's I, say it. Don't 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 verbalize it because that's when it makes it real. It, it was three thirty two last year, um, and I don't think I was in any way, shape, or form um, as clued up in terms of nutrition, mm-hmm. training, etc. As I am now, um, so I, I would be hoping that I would be able to beat the, the three thirty two. Um, I've got a, I do have a goal time in mind, but it, it might be far fetched, but we'll see. 
the most, th- most we make a decision a couple of weeks out, I think. I think it would be a given for for anyone who has watched your training recently to think to 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 know that you're you're gonna surpass that. But that's with everything being right on the day and in the run up to it. Yeah. Uh, same as I think anyone's following the likes of Ryan as well knows that now that you're a little bit, he, you both of you are a little bit wiser, uh, you're a little clued up, you've had all your training um, and you're just hitting the sweet spots as well. You're both going to have phenomenal times, but um, hitting a, even su- sub 330, that's my goal this year. I think you're well in for that. Uh, you're just that little bit ahead of me when it comes to training and discipline. The great thing about the community as well is you can look at, and I've said this to Ryan personally, that he's kind of, he's not a role model as such at the moment, but he's my... He, he's I would my, say he is. He is you know, a role model. I, I'm, he's, he's, he's where I want to be. And I'm yeah. watching, saying, right, what's your training looking like? What are you doing? I'm, I'm in his messages, you know, how many speed sessions are you doing? I, mean, <laughs> I, I, I have no shame about asking people. Mike Thurston. Yes, Mike Thurston. That's the boy for YouTube. Mike Houston. <laughs> 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 Mike first bodybuilder Mike Houston um, he must have just been sick of me at the start before running the blades uh, mate I must have messaged him every day for about three weeks just asking questions but that's that's the only way you, you, you can learn if you if you can see that somebody's got a bit of knowledge about them um, they've done it before they've got the experience there ask a question generally you'll find that they will, they will answer you um, and, and they'll give you an insight into what's going on and especially in their life, but you also got to be realistic and go, what works for Mike? Uh, Mike's mm-hmm. position will work for me. Yeah. And Mike, Mike's good in that way that he'll say to me, all right, I take this one, but you will probably need that. So you've got all these people that will do great things for you in terms of passing on knowledge, information, um, and even just leading by example. Watch what they're doing, how they go about their day, how they go about their week, check their Strava, because that's what I do. And... Um, it works. It works if you're just taking nuggets of information for all different aspects of people. And then you've got people like Aby. Aby just runs. He, yeah. He, he just runs. He, he doesn't do interval sessions. He doesn't do easy runs. He just he runs. He just runs. I, he's he runs. so quick. He is so quick. If he did actually do all the things that you're, I'm going to say, meant to do here, if he followed like uh, David's David Wright's kind of mythology with running, he could be topping those charts easily you, you've got to, you've got to kind of weigh that up though in terms of would that take out the, the enjoyment yeah mm-hmm. of it for him is you know if, if he's continuously beating his times and getting faster and faster doing the things then if he was like going to track sessions they started doing easy runs ab can't run so he's not he's we mean how i had this discussion a million times he just doesn't enjoy it and it works for him so he needs to crack on and and doing that and it's again find something that works for you. Don't follow what anybody else is doing. Um, you obviously take guidance, look at information, see what people are up to, and see if you can work that into yours if you want that to happen. Um, but if not, if you just like running for the enjoyment and you're absolutely rapid like AB <laughs> at the same time, then go for it. I think mentioning AB is is, is a good point here as well because you mentioned running the blades and um, it's quite. I would say it's quite a friendly looking. Um, ultra for yeah. anyone looking to do their first one my brother's run it so i've got a little bit of knowledge and obviously all you guys doing it as well but then that wasn't your only ultra last year so you, you had um one where ab did so fantastically well but on the kind of flip side it maybe didn't go so well for you the the wheels came off a little bit and you made the wise decision to say not enough's enough here i need to save myself i can't remember if you had another event coming up but the glen ogle <laughs> It just wasn't. It wasn't your day. So you've had that positive experience, but also that less positive experience. Yeah, I mean, we we Glen Ogle as well. It's not something I really spoke about, but it was anniversary of my mate dying as well. Right. Okay. On that, on that day, so there was a bit of emotional baggage and probably mental, yeah. um, mental block going on there in terms of you know how much ability did I have to push through? What was what you know I did. It was a genuine niggle, and I was sore. Mm. And I think it, it could have went, but it might not have went. But on another day, would I have pushed through that? Potentially, I don't know. But at the end of the day, control the controllable. I keep on saying this to people. Yeah. It's, it's done now. Um, all I need to do is go out and... I didn't need to prove anything to anybody, I don't think. Um, especially not myself. I know no. what I'm capable of. Um, and that's hopefully John Muir. I'll just... That'll be out of the way. I'll, I'll get that ticked off and 
we'll, we'll move on and that's it. Um, I, I've already accepted the fact that I, I probably didn't train properly again for Glen Ogle. There is a, a theme of that for last year. That's why this year um, I'm taking it a lot more seriously, you know, and not trying to do fast 5Ks in the middle of an ultra training plan. Yeah. Or, um, I, I think I actually got my 10K PB. I got sub 40, I think, the week before Glen Ogle, maybe. Two weeks before Glen Ogle. You know, it's, it, it doesn't make sense. No, it's it's not it's not probably uh, so, the, the best training method. <laughs> no, and this is this is again just learning. Um, it's all an experience at the end right, of the day. Accepting accepting where you've made mistakes and you know putting them right next time. That's all you can do. Um, but I, 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 I by the way, I loved Glenelg. Actually, it was a really good course and stuff like that. But just that wasn't my day. Um, yeah. then that was it, and move on for it, and hopefully. Um, hopefully again John Muir can get a good result there but even even like the, the likes of Glen Ogle I look at the positive that if I had continued that race I wouldn't have seen AB finish him I don't know if you've seen the video of AB coming across the line and stuff like that uh, yeah. there, there'd be moments that you know so take the positive with the negative that I wouldn't have had that wee moment that i seen him crossing the line and I didn't obviously realise he was going to be running that fast because AB sells himself short quite a bit yeah. so he so he basically, I think he told me he was wanting a four forty-five or something. I think he might end up running a four thirteen, <laughs> just just a bit quicker, <laughs> stupid like that. Um, <laughs> so like it was, so I so it was great that I could be there, see him coming over the line, and he never knew that obviously I'd finished either. So to see his face when he said time to see me, he thought it was his brother to start with, <laughs> um, and then he noticed it was me. So I just again another wee moment. It's like the owl moment um, that. You, you get within the community that you, you have these races, you go to these events and these things will happen. Did, did he not also drop his phone though when he saw you or just not long after? So he might not have dropped his phone if, if he got, were still running. He got too excited and dropped his phone. And... <laughs> Before we start looking ahead at some of the events, you've obviously mentioned some of the events you've got coming up this year. Um, you're doing a spot of fundraising. And I, I want to shout this out because I'll be, once payday rolls around, in a couple of days, I'll be contributing to myself. And I know you've had some some really generous donations as well. Uh, but you're doing a bit of fundraising for a few events. Um, you want to give a little bit more context on that and what events you're, you're using for your fundraising before we, we start wrapping things up and looking ahead to the events you have this year? Yep. Yeah, so... Um... Um, it's for Marie Curie, the, the hospice in Edinburgh. Mm-hmm. Um, my friend Ian, that I just touched on there at Glen Ogle, um, he passed away when he was 29, um, and he was in the Marie Curie for the last couple of months, um, sorry, the last month, maybe, his life. Uh, they looked after him really well, nurses up there are brilliant. Um, so we, we had a football team originally that Ian played for as well, uh, Cabrera. So that team folded, and then I brought the team back as Cabrera Marie Curie, and what we've done is we everybody had to pay a pound a week to Marie Curie mm-hmm. uh, on like on top of our subs, um, like a five pound a week you pay basically to you know the pitch and the ref and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, so within the team, we basically had like casino nights, we had um, like quiz nights, stuff like that. We raised funds throughout it, and then I done the the cold water dipping. I think you've probably seen a couple. Of I've videos seen the videos on that. that. Yeah, yeah. So I, I don't know why. Um, I, I just thought about it the last couple of weeks. I was like. Phew. I should really do something this year. The, the guys still do a football game every year. I, I, I don't get involved in it anymore. I still go, but I don't actually get involved in, in the playing or anything like that. So I was like, I want to do something myself for it. And it seemed like obviously the best idea. I don't think asking people for money for me to do a half marathon at the moment is very, you know, I can run a half marathon fairly easily. Yeah. Easily, but yeah. you know, it's not, it's not a, it's not a hardship anymore. Probably that I can ask people to, you know, yeah. give me money for it. So Glasgow Edinburgh obviously seemed the best option. Um my granddad died then the last year and he had the married nurses in and out of the house every so often just to you know make sure he was all right and stuff. So mm-hmm. it just seemed like worthwhile doing that. It's going to be a bit a, a bit of a tough one for me. So I asked people to you know, chip in, support mm-hmm. a, a, a great cause. And luckily when I asked the Marie Curie guys as well, um if I could get a place from them for the Great North Run, they were more than happy to chuck that in. So it's a double fundraiser. And I managed to get an entry into that. That I've obviously had to pay for myself as well. Yeah. Um, so I think it's it's about ten thousand pounds we've raised um, over the last it's ten years. I didn't realise this until I was a Facebook memory weirdly <laughs> two days after I posted the link that the guy presented me with a wee, a wee trophy. It was ten years. Um, Seen so that, yeah. It's um, it doesn't seem like that long ago to be honest. Um, so I so I'm looking forward to that this year because again it's something I do enjoy. I, I love doing it. Um, 
especially the cold water dip one when I done that. That was <laughs> you've got that on YouTube though, don't you? Some uh, of those videos, uh, yeah. That was uh, it was in January. I done a vlog every day in January on YouTube, um, going up to either any of the reservoirs in the Pentlands. I had mm. to like it was that cold. I was having to go through the. <laughs> The ice ran out, <laughs> or going down to the the beach at Ward Dave uh, and jumping in, um, and I. So I, I think that see like the part of that that goes with the ultra train, the ultra marathon running as well in mm. terms of the mental aspect of it, pushing yourself through it. Because as much as I know, you're not running for five hours when you're jumping in the water, but actually getting in, I think some people do find that the hardest part, um, and it's just again a mental challenge to get yourself in. Yeah. you'll come out at the end of it feeling better. And I, th- I think with with you mentioning your your friend there and your your grandfather as well, and the whole experience is going to kind of go together. I know from and you know the story any my story anyway. More recently, it's so hard when you're so physically drained not to let your mind take over. Mm-hmm. So it's as as easy as a half marathon it is for yourself now. It, it's it's less. Of a, of a strain on the body um, even though you're pushing so hard as well it's it's the mental side of things leaves you so drained that by the end of it you're just not the same person and it's a, it's a very difficult time but then to push yourself that it's not even that little bit further it's a lot further with a, a like a Glasgow to Edinburgh and you hear you've heard the stories on here from the likes of Mike and the likes of of Gary of how physically demanding it is depending on what the day is the weather is it's going to be so hard so I think for anyone that you've you've even left a nice comment for or been there for to chip in and and and, and show you support it wouldn't it wouldn't be a miss for us to say like head on over to Jace's uh, profile and he's got the link there in, in, in this profile. If you can share, share the love a little bit and, and help him out here. And so people have been absolutely fantastic. A couple of people put like 50 pound in and stuff. Yeah. I've seen that. Which yeah. is magnificent by the way, but even a pound, see if yeah. it was a pound or two pound, that's that, that everything adds up to, to whatever it's going to be. It does. I think I've got a fundraising target of 500 pound on it. Um, mm. And it's at 200 and something already. If it's 500 pound, great. If it's a grand, great. It's- you haven't really shouted about it too much yet either. And I think that's, that's, it's, it's, it shows your, the love for the, the community have for you as well. If you haven't shouted about it that much and it's already up at that, that sort of figure. I think everybody's, everybody has been affected by cancer, right? Yeah. Either yeah. yourself. Mums, dads, grannies, granddads, whatever it may be. So everybody has a some kind of connection towards that and can see what is. There, there is some stats about the the costs that it, it takes for the Marie Curie to run, and I'm going to post them um, in, a, in a video in a couple of weeks' time. I'm not going to have it at the moment because it's still a bit early. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm going to I want to bring a bit of light to these things and actually understand the reason why I'm doing it for the hospice directly rather than Marie Curie as a whole. Mm-hmm. It's so that it goes directly to. It's I've got a. I contact Fiona up there and she's brilliant. And, you know, I, I'm, I get guarantees that it goes right to them and, they, and they're able to kind of allocate the funds as they want up at the hospice rather than going to Marie Curie overall. Cause that's yeah, it doesn't get watered down with administration costs. Yeah. I want to be particular to them. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, let's, um, let's move on to a little bit more positive vibes because uh, it is going a little bit down there <laughs> not for for obvious reasons as well but we'll wrap start looking to wrap things up so first up we've got your goals for the year and then we'll we'll kind of cover where people can follow you but then we also want to look at an insider you already know what's coming for this last question but first up goals for the year you've already mentioned the Ness 24 i'm happy that you're coming up while you get to spend some proper time with you rather than the flying visit from from this year last year Hopefully, all being well, the weather will be a lot better this time round. Though, so goals for other races, but also the goals for the twenty four. What you're looking to achieve? Draw me away, sub five. Um, Loch Ness, hundred k. Wow. Great North, sub ninety. Glasgow, Edinburgh, finish it. Wow. What more can you ask for there? Simple, <laughs> simple as that. That is that is nothing, nothing fancy, nothing over the top. Just manageable goals that, if I can then exceed them, but mm. over. Yeah, you know the route for twenty four. You you did a cheeky little blitz around yeah. it. 
Um, yeah. Was was that with Ryan? You did that with? I jumped on. I jumped on with Ryan. I had uh, two Mitchell brothers running around. <laughs> <laughs> Here, as, um, long as, as long as you're not shitting in the woods like Rachel was. Uh, excuse my language. <laughs> I don't think anybody can be like Rachel, so I will just leave it out there. <sighs> no, that's. I think. I think you're. They're all achievable for you there. I think you just need. You all, you ask us, you just need to stay grounded and level with them. But that's that's you, that's you to a T. Um, Long Ness last year coming up, that was it was a, an eye opener and really motivational. Seeing people that probably didn't think they had anything of the kind of distances they were doing in them, yeah, going going hammer them out, and it was it was superb to see the minute the mental toughness on show and. I mean, I was messaging uh, Sophie in the middle of the night. I think Sophie done 110k Dude, or something. Yeah, yeah. And she was saying, oh, I can see fish on the floor. Oh. I can see fish on the floor and stuff. And I was like, this is absolutely tremendous that people are willing to put themselves through that safely. She, I think she had, she had support crew with her to achieve these goals. And I think that's about everybody pushing each other on at these kind of events that you're, you're only going to get that with community. Yeah. I always thought that was make-believe when people said they were seeing something until I was speaking to Gary and he was telling us a story about the uh, the Great Glen. <laughs> and half I've the yet to experience this, so yeah, we'll, yeah. we'll see what my mind pops up with at Loch Ness. If I <laughs> well, you'll have the crew there. There's a lot of people going in solo this time around, which is going to be interesting. Less less teams, more solo, um, which will be a totally different vibe. Um, certainly, I'm going to be in a duo with, with Lorna. I won't forget her name this time. Um, but there will be a lot of solos. We're not going to see some people uh, that they were hoping to crew, but hopefully we'll get some purely crew people along. Um, we might have some news on that in the next couple of weeks as well. There might be a discount code coming out and potentially another giveaway, but don't know yet. Um, but no, that'll be it'll be so sound to, to be able to spend a bit of time with you at that uh, at kind of night the night before as well. Have you decided what you're going to do? You're going to camp? You're going to try bring along a, a van or something just oh, to keep no, you that safety? I'll be camping, mate. I'll be camping. I'll be, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be You're not going to do a Mike Houston, get a van and have the comfort. Nah, I'm, nah. I need to slow it. I need to, you need to be in the tent and get a wee fire put in there. That's, that's my kind of thing. Yeah, that'll be spot on. Uh, secondly, where can people find, find you, follow you, uh, best best place? And if you want to share your, your videos as well, I don't know, you might not want to. Uh, there's a YouTube channel. Uh, I think it's just, Jace runs on there, but that's where you find the videos. Uh, there's not many videos, but there'll be ones from previous years. And Instagram at the Edinburgh Runner. Um, that's where most of my life goes down, to be honest. So you better <laughs> get me there. Uh, finally, I was hoping for an inside scoop here, and you've, you have given me already. So um, can you share where when we might be hearing a little bit more of the, the Insta Runners roundup that you're meant to be? showcasing with big bob we are looking for the first episode to come out the week prior to the john muir way so i think the first of march maybe or the second of march not too sure i need to speak to you about when this is coming out (laughs) 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 this is coming out on the first of march which is this friday coming it'll maybe be it'll be the eighth then Maybe yes, probably the eighth. Waiting for the eighth. I'll, yeah. I'm looking forward to hearing that because it's been like just yourself and speaking to Bob as well. Um, and I've heard how the the trial went, so I'm quite quite interested to hear <laughs> how this goes. <laughs> no, it'll be good. It'll be good. I think we I'd kind of looked at it from I was listening to you and Ryan podcast. Like, done it this in the wrong way. My favorite part of both of your podcasts is the intros. Um, I like hearing, <laughs> I like I like hearing about the community again. It's because you know the, the community aspect of it for me yeah. is that, that I, I like hearing about everybody's goals, and I think you even see the reaction you get from people when you call them out. Yeah, when you give them a mention, everybody loves it, and I, like that was where <laughs> I was like, we could actually maybe expand this a bit um, and and do it. But you're right, the first one we done, I think it was an hour and a half or something. We meant to do a half hour episode and, and we stopped the recording an hour and a half. <laughs> Um, but it was back to the drawing board lessons learned and we're going to try and do it a bit, a bit more efficiently this time 
I mean, as long as it doesn't a sound like an obituary, the the intros. But I did say to Bob, if it doesn't work, then when you're recording, if it doesn't work and it doesn't take you too much time to edit it, just sling it up in two, sling it, sling it up in two parters. Because I think most people are running multiple times a week. So mm. if it if it can accompany us on a a ten k for half uh, a five k for half an hour, and then again on another night, it's gonna um, I think it, it's gonna tick a lot of boxes. Makes sense. Spot on. Well, thank you very much for joining me, Jace. I know it's been a bit of a whistle-stop tour here and it's been a, a little bit of um, odd transitions there, but it's been really good to share a little bit about yourself and I'm just waiting now for, for Ryan to get you on and interview you properly. I don't think he'll get me on, mate. I think he thinks my heat's really much. <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, all the best for everything in the, the coming year, man, and... Maybe we don't know. Maybe we'll get back on again. We'll see how see how folk take you. But I hope I'm pretty sure they're they're gonna they're gonna love it and they'll want to hear more. So all the best and uh, I, same with the fundraising. We'll we'll get contributing and we'll get that number up. Nigel, mate, thank you very much for having me on. Like I mentioned earlier in the podcast, the chat flew by for me. It was a pleasure and a privilege to share just a mere fraction of Jace's story and the fantastic work he's doing for charity. Some of that was also new to me as well and resonates ever so slightly with the things I've experienced in recent years. As with Tanya last week, if you have the ability to contribute to Jason's fundraiser in any way, even if it's just a pound, pop over to his Instagram for a link to his fundraising page. I'd be keen to get Jace back on after he completes some of the ultras and events he has on the cards this year. So be sure to blow this episode up and show the love to the man and give me an indication that you would also like that. While also sharing the episode with your friends, family and followers to get connected with one of the most fierce looking but friendliest men in Edinburgh. I also mentioned in the intro to the chat, but a shout out to Jace and all of the other members of the community who were successful in becoming Kylo in the wild ambassadors alongside myself. I can't wait to start sharing images and adventures with the brand as well as the other ambassadors to add to what I hope will be an amazing year. Once again, if you want to find out more about Kylo in the Wild and their products, firstly, head over to their Instagram and drop them a follow and check out their links. Alternatively, head over to kylointhewild.com to see it all there. Right, let's start wrapping things up. If you liked what you heard today, the best way to support the podcast is to do what you've done today. Download, stream and listen to the show. A quick share with your family and friends on social media alongside a tag back to the show's page wouldn't go amiss either. They're just two small, quick, free ways that you can show your support for what I'm doing. If you'd like to show your physical support for the podcast, you can purchase a t-shirt from our merchandise partners over at Twisted Running. All proceeds stay with Twisted and help them grow their brand and continue to provide valuable contributions to the running groups and podcasts like myself. The quality of their products is second to none. I'm not getting paid to say that, as I've said a few times now. I use my own money to buy the show's t-shirts, and I only have positive things to say about how they've lasted so far. You can find a direct link to the Twisted 99 page on our website, thepoint99podcast.com, or by googling Twisted Running. Drop them a follow on social media as well, as that would be a great thing to do to show your support to the brand. The show is available on all major podcast platforms. So if your friends and family don't like using Apple or hate using Spotify, there's always going to be an alternative for them. You can also find every episode streamable on our website as well via the inbuilt player on the episodes page. Now, lastly, we're on both Instagram and Facebook. Just search The Point 99 Podcast if you'd like to follow what I'm doing over there. If you want to get in contact, you can always leave a comment or get into the DMs on the podcast Instagram page, The Point 99 Podcast, or my own at Mr. Underscore Steve Underscore Runs. 
You can also drop us an email at thepoint99podcast at gmail.com. But that's it for another episode. Tonight I'll be recording episodes seven, a little bit ahead of schedule, but I'm looking forward to this one and I'll get the announcement up on Monday. No matter what you've got on this week, I hope you have a great time and a fantastic weekend. Stay safe, enjoy your runs, and you will hear from me soon.